Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello, hello, howdy. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. This is Sister Jenny's Day. And this is Sister Veritas. And we're back for Let Love Podcast. With the Sisters of Life. It's such a gift. It really is. And... Today, we're going to talk about the reality that it's just good to laugh. Yeah. As we talk about the beauty of the human person and look at that uh, through different lenses and different angles, this gift of having a sense of humor, mm -hmm. the gift of laughing, um, this reality that God has given us such a special capacity in this way, and the gift of Christian joy, mm -hmm. you know, the joy that we have in Jesus and living with him in and through all things. But at the end of the day, that it's just good to laugh. Yeah. It brings so much beauty to life. We were laughing a lot today. You know, and it was a funny thing, sister, because, you know, we're probably feeling a little pain. Yeah, I, I'm sore. I got to confess. <laughs> because, <laughs> really, really sore right now. But the laughs were worth it. <laughs> because were. basically the joy of, uh, yeah, you know, it was a beautiful day. So we went out and... uh played some basketball mm -hmm. and in the bronx right the best place to do that is you know city parks and where there's a lot of people around and it's been kind of fun because here we live in the poshland house so the professed sisters have been kind of you know in the best way talking trash a little bit with the poshlands and we've been building up kind of uh this back and forth towards playing a big game Big game. Tomorrow. Serious. We're going to play a really big game. Yeah. And we're going to see if the power and the grace of our consecration <laughs> can help to overcome, you know, what we know are definitely, we are definitely at a disadvantage cardiovascularly. Right. Skill set. I mean, these postulants are young. Yeah. They're ready to go. They're strong. They're healthy. We've been living religious life for like decades now. Yeah. I'm not limber like I once was. I wasn't going to tell this, but we actually don't stand a chance. <laughs> no, no, I really think I think we can win. Yeah, I, I, I don't I know. Believe. I don't know. I, I really do. I well, really think we can. Well, here we are. Practice run is leaving us sore <laughs> than, than donkeys <laughs> <laughs> after hiking Everest. <laughs> I mean, all we did was like play for twenty minutes. Yeah, but it was awesome. We played hard. It was great. It was great. Well, here and actually, sister, bring this to life that the four of us are out on a basketball court, yeah. and we're just kind of like. <laughs> We're just having a good time. We're scrimmaging. It's two on two. Yeah. And um, eighty-five percent of our conversation is basically about how sore <laughs> we're going to be, how sore we already are, and yeah. like how much like oh my gosh, I don't think my body can move like this anymore. <laughs> like I'm getting older, and we were just having a good time. It was a great time teasing each other, you know, encouraging each other, mm -hmm. bricking the shots and whatnot. Who would have guessed? All of a sudden, all these cameras um, start showing up <laughs> left, right, and center, like literally, like with telephotic lenses. Yeah, they're like th at least three nice cameras at the same time taking pictures of us. It's crazy. I just and I mean, right? I know we're nuns, and here we are on a kind of an inner city Bronx basketball court, but we're just having fun, just like everybody else. But actually, I think that was part of the draw, you know. And and I think who knew today was draft day for the WNBA. That's right, folks, and we got. <laughs> just teasing maybe you did <laughs> no no well here it is these guys came over and they were like oh hey not bad sisters you know they're kind of commenting on our game giving yeah. us a little feedback and they're like and this is what the power of 
laughter, the mm-hmm. power of joy, mm-hmm. the power of just having a good sense of humor. It wasn't that we were the best players out on the court. No. Um, but these guys, they wanted pictures. They want us to hold the official WNBA basketball, right? Like, hey, these nuns back it up. I don't know what they're going to what angle they're going to use to sell it here but like basically the draw of the life that was within us mm-hmm. the life that we were sharing with each other yeah. the fact that we're bricking shots and we're not getting discouraged like yeah. we're, we're patting each other in the back and saying chuck it again sister like yeah. do it again i mean the joy and laughter amen you sister. Know? i mean we were di- we were ridiculous well we were but for the record like you were awesome and Mercy. actually quote they said you're really good and then <laughs> to sister Letizia, they said you're a rookie with you play with all your heart and then they didn't say anything to sister money and i so <laughs> just want to say they were speechless <laughs> mercy but here it is and i think it kind of gives us a nice little on-ramp into um had we been out there like super serious like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like whipping that ball around and like throwing it at each other and like grumpy and like yeah i mean do you uh, think they would have come over? No. I don't think so. I actually don't think so. And I I also know that when we're out evangelizing, and even when we're just, actually more so when we're just out mm-hmm. being together, mm-hmm. we have so many encounters mm-hmm. that there's a catch of, of just a smile, of mm-hmm. joy. And this is God's gift to us. It brings so much beauty to each moment, to our work, to our play, to our prayer, to everything. And I just want to break it open because it is. Living life without a good, healthy sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, actually, it's going to affect our spiritual lives, yep. and it is going to uh, make us super vulnerable to even more discouragement mm-hmm. and struggle, and basically, we don't want to leave home without it. Mm-mm. Amen. Should we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of joy. We just right now ask that you fill us to overflowing with your joy, your peace. Uh, Lord, give us uh, the humility to look at the world and see your wonder, um, your gift, and to know that we are good, that you desire us, that you call us to be, that you're choosing us in every moment. We entrust ourselves to you and uh, to the heart of Mary as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, cause of our joy, pray Pray for for us. us. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Whoa. So here we are. I think we're going to hit three points. First, just talk about how deeply Christian Mm -hmm. it is to be a person of joy, mm-hmm. to have a sense of humor, to laugh, to mm-hmm. share in the joy of heaven, right? It's just deeply Christian and deeply human mm-hmm. uh, and brings so much beauty uh, to the experience of life. Second, the reality that it's incredible spiritual strength and mm-hmm. actually strengthens us in the battles uh, that we're gonna face and be confronted by each and every single day, spiritual and otherwise. Mm-hmm. Third, like a little bit of a how-to, you know, like if we're kind of stuck in a rut yeah. and you know, we feel like we can easily fall into grumpy pants or become an Egatron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do we How do we lift ourselves out of that and uh, kind of actually create habits of mind and heart and soul mm-hmm. uh, to open us up to this gift that God has given us? Mm-hmm. So here we go. First, it's deeply Christian. It is. And I just want to start with this quote from G.K. Chesterton. 
He's a master. He's a master. He's so funny and so profound. I highly encourage you to read him. Mm-hmm. But he said this quote. He said, Jesus promised his disciples three things, that they would be completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Love <laughs> but, it. But it's true. It's like the Lord promises us his joy, right? His overflowing joy. And actually to have that lens as a Christian, I, I kind of feel like having a sense of humor is sort of like an extension or a facet of the contemplative outlook, actually mm. seeing God in all things and actually um, enjoying like the idiosyncrasies, enjoying the uh, inconsistencies and the wonder of things, you know, and being able to laugh, you know? Amen. Because I was thinking, and I in college, I actually studied a lot of drama. It was cool. my, I minored in English literature, but most of my, so cool. my studies were in English dramas. And uh, what's really neat, actually, about kind of drama and the history of theater and stuff is there's kind of like two, I mean, two large categories of comedy and tragedy Mm. and kind of in a very simple nutshell um, a tragedy is where things end badly (laughs) you know for the protagonist and a comedy is where things end well and i was thinking gosh this is like all of salvation right all of salvation history in a sense is a comedy not that bad things don't happen or that there's not suffering but actually it ends well the protagonist uh, is victorious Jesus mm. rises from the dead. And actually, we can latch onto that victory and latch onto that that uh, true sense of the word of comedy. And like, gosh, I meant for this. I meant for this joy, for this laughter, uh, for this victory. I thought it was a neat way in which to frame the whole kind of conversation of humor. Yeah, that's powerful, sister, in mm-hmm. a sense that we know how the story ends. Uh, we have invincible hope. Mm-hmm. in Jesus who has been victorious over sorrow and sin and mm-hmm. death and in that um that there is hope that the joys of heaven mm-hmm. are within reach yeah. wherever we might stand um i think that's a really great starting point it's kind of like 40,000 foot view here on the human experience i think also if you look at kind of different doctrines right like creation god made everything good yeah god made everything good and in that laughter Mm -hmm. uh, we can trust is good right um we also have this reality of the incarnation Mm -hmm. that that the human person and i know this is may not be a theological term but it's like a composite we're body and soul Mm -hmm. like we're this mixture right of like dust and like the divine breath of god (laughs) and that is an incredible paradox, mm-hmm. actually, that we are living within, mm-hmm. right? Um, the human person. And when you find paradoxes, yeah, you're going to find tensions. You're going to find life can be a little bit messy. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the fall. Mix that in there, right? Um, that we are wounded by original sin. And we can guarantee, yeah, the pilgrimage on the way home is going to be dramatic, messy. Uh, it's going to have ups and downs. And in this hope that we have in Jesus, so much potential to step back and, yeah, um, laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I just messed that thing up again. Um, Or, oh my gosh, like, life is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, 18 strange things just happened at the same time. (laughs) Um, And we've all had that experience. Totally. Uh, And it's it's a powerful thing to think about, actually, Mm -hmm. that God gave us this capacity to laugh at life. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, just to bring it to life, sister. Mm -hmm. So one of our sisters was flying. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she got on the plane and she happened to get the middle seat. Hey, no problem. Like, I can share share my joy. Mm -hmm. And uh, she sits down and she gets comfortable. And, you know, having a habit, 
it can get a little crazy, but she got in her seat, got comfortable. And the woman next to her kind of starts looking at her. And you know, that's not uncommon. People right. kind of, they're just like, whoa, like you still exist. Are you for real? Like, yeah. whoa. And so the woman though, kind of began the conversation with a more forward question. She's like, can I take a picture of you? <laughs> and this sister was like, you know, sh- sure, sure. <laughs> we know what's your name. You know, we always try to turn it into an encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, so they introduce themselves and she's a photographer. And so <laughs> sister's expecting like, you know, usually someone pulls out their phone and right. it's a quick little selfie and, you know, you get a few prayer intentions and then, you know, you, you kind of go along your Move way. On. Yeah. And so in this case though, so the plane takes off and they're cruising altitude. And so now the woman's like, okay, I'm just going to get my camera. And you know, the sister's like, sure, sure. <laughs> so she, um, <laughs> this woman pulls out. Like, no joke, this huge camera, like the lens on it is like a foot long. (laughs) And you know how tight these little airplanes are, you know? So like this woman starts to literally adjust sister's habit, her metal, (laughs) like now she's getting into her personal space, you know? (laughs) And, And like... These, this lens is like right up, like an inch from sister's face, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the whole thing, and again, sister's just trying to graciously <laughs> receive and work with this woman and her passion that is photography and helping her capture the perfect photo for whatever she was doing. But again, like, it was so funny. It was so like, funny. We got so many laughs off of her sharing this story. So simple, <laughs> a simple moment in life. And yet like, just the drama of the human experience mm-hmm. and and literally every moment you you can find a laugh within oh yeah it's there it's like the lord he's presenting uh, so many things like the quirks and idiosyncrasies and it's like but it's almost like this little like i'm here mm-hmm. like the lord's saying i'm here in mm-hmm. it all you know mm-hmm. and what what are we doing in laughing and in rejoicing in, in life's quirks it's actually rejoicing in the resurrection actually that wow. that sadness and darkness don't have the last say right that our what we're made for is the is the resurrection is life you know and it, it's like yeah you stumble upon it everywhere like Amen, even sister. visiting um a kindergarten class recently and um one of the little boys you know hey, wait question period one of the little boys he's like you know four years old and he sees that one sister has a little band-aid uh, on her neck and he, uh-huh. he says you know so his hands shoots up yes you know you and he says why why do you have a band-aid on your neck she's like oh well you know sometimes when you get a little sore a little wound you just put a band-aid on to protect it and in total like earnestness with like this furrowed brow he's like are you gonna be okay but like these it's so it's so sweet but so So funny funny and dear and dear and it's just like it just melts you it's it does well and here it is sister it's like this is an invitation of god Mm -hmm. um to each of us like you see it throughout scripture Luke 1, 14, you will have great joy and gladness. Um, Luke 6, 21, God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. John fifteen eleven. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. First um, Peter 1, 8, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Uh, 1 Peter 4.13 Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, 
so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. Um, it's throughout the Psalms, throughout Proverbs. Uh, I love it. Proverbs seventeen twenty two: a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Totally. So like remembering that we have, there is a reason for mm-hmm. the hope and mm-hmm. for the joy that we have as Christians. Mm-hmm. And that, yes, we're this incredibly dramatic reality. Life is, I mean, we're body and soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the dust of the earth and the divine breath of God. We are on our way to heaven, but limping along in this this broken world of sin. Mm-hmm. And in that is, is paradox, is contrast and potential Yes, to either like have our, our faces in the dust and the dirt and mm-hmm. despair and discouragement, or to actually just this seasoning of humility that keeps us in reality that, yeah, life is tough, it's hard, there's going to be trials, there's going to be sufferings, there's going to be struggles, and yet there's hope within this. Mm-hmm. And taking life seriously, but not taking ourselves too seriously, right? Um, because I think also humor can get twisted, right? Mm -hmm. It's this gift. It's a good. And with all goods, they can be um, twisted. You know, they can be turned into finding humor at the expense of another, right? Right. Or, you know, being flippant, um, kind of moving out of our own pride, Mm -hmm. right? To Or detraction Mm -hmm. at at another person. Um, You know, there's a difference between childlikeness and childishness. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between good humor and then like just garbage. Yeah, negative Uh, humor mm -hmm. or sarcasm, actually. Mm -hmm. That means tearing of the flesh, actually. Mm -hmm. And it can actually hurt a person, right? Amen. And so actually the importance of positive humor. Amen. Um, And it's kind of like, there's a great quote from Chesterton where he says, a really great person is the person who makes every person feel great. Okay, that's awesome. Isn't that a great line? But it's actually like, okay, so my humor, you know, can actually be used to make other people feel awesome and to know they're awesome. And that's actually what humor should be for. Amen, sister. Well, and even this, just on a natural level, I mean, they've done a lot of studies and laughter really is good medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Even physically, it lowers blood pressure. It can release... Uh, muscle tension, uh, it can release really positive um, hormones, endorphins, um, dopamine. It can decrease stress hormones. Um, it can boost our immune system. I mean, laughing burns calories, strengthens those <laughs> abdominals. Um, Perfect. And it does. It gives a sense of of well-being. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is a good uh, mm-hmm. for us body and soul. Mm-hmm. It, and it is. It really is physically healthy. But it actually, as you were saying earlier, also kind of helps us preserve our spiritual health. And, mm. um, and, and as you're saying, is deeply Christian. And actually, I was looking up some examples of, of saints and their humor. And a couple that were striking to me were St. Thomas More, uh, right before he literally laid his head on the block to be chopped off. And he, he moved his beard out of the way, advising the executioner, my beard has done no harm. You know, it's like, it's so funny. God bless him. And even um, Bernard of Clairvaux, you know, I guess there was this one time when they were opening or about to dedicate a new church and there's all these flies, like tons and tons of flies flying around. And Bernard watched his monks kind of like hitting these flies and trying to get rid of them and no success. And finally, uh, Bernard looked at the swarming flies and solemnly and loudly declared, I hereby excommunicate all of you. (laughs) all the monks just roared with laughter and he was laughing but they actually found the next morning hundreds of dead flies on the floor 
floor. Oh my god! After being excommunicated. Anyway, things like that happen. You okay, know that is so hysterical. But actually, the, this is like the saints lived and breathed humor, right? Amen, this sister. is a Christian thing. Well, even Saint Philip Neri, mm-hmm. um, he's patron saint of of humor, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, "Cheerfulness strengthens the heart and helps us to persevere. A servant of God ought always to be in good spirits." Charity and cheerfulness, or charity and humility, should be our motto. This is Saint That's Philip awesome. Neri, and I think this brings us into our second point of just, yeah, the spiritual strength, the beauty that it can bring to life. Actually, like that, even in the most awkward, crazy, funny situations, that laughter and a sense of humor can actually make it beautiful, mm-hmm. um, right? Like when the dog. Uh, I remember one time, birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, where's the dog? Right, we got distracted. <laughs> we were outside playing. Dog's inside with his face in the cake, <laughs> right? That could That's that could terrible. be devastating, right? And there might be a few tears, but then actually like the dog's got blue frosting all over his face and you know what? This is still a good party. <laughs> yeah. Like gives you the strength to kind of move in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a thousand things like this that happen every single day, but that it actually brings beauty uh, to to life, but also spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. And we see better. We make better decisions. Mm-hmm. We see the other uh, without that criticism or that judgment or that sarcasm or, you know, those spirits that can actually really detract and prevent us mm-hmm. um, from seeing the good that God has placed there. Yeah. Um, St. Francis of Sales had powerful words of encouragement. He said, when you find your heart growing sad, divert yourself without a moment's delay, make a visit, enter into conversation with those around you, read some amusing book, take a walk, sing, do something. It matters not what, provided you close the door of your heart against this terrible enemy. As the sound of a trumpet gives the signal for a combat, so sad thoughts apprise the devil that a favorable moment has come for him to attack us. Wow. Right? What a quote. Yeah. That's powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. Right? We're vulnerable. Um, And it's not that, no, we shouldn't be spiritually bypassing and just living in a a joy that doesn't have a basis. Mm-hmm. Um, like we want to live deep in our roots deep mm-hmm. uh, in the Paschal mystery. But it means also that we don't brood, that we don't lock ourselves in, mm-hmm. uh, that we don't follow um, that sadness into what the enemy wants, which is discouragement, despair, yeah. self-condemnation, mm-hmm. um, this, which crushes mm-hmm. us. It crushes our spirit. It, it, draws us to the earth in a way that we that we're prevented from looking up in faith mm-hmm. hope and love trust dependence on the father um placing our hope in his resurrection as you were speaking about so it is it actually can become dangerous mm-hmm. um if we're if we're not on guard mm-hmm. in this way it's so true sister i think it's incredibly important what you're saying because True humor gives us a clarity of perspective, a clarity of vision to see ourselves, to see each other, to see the world rightly. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's really, it's really important. And I mean, I can attest so many times where I've been, you know, something's happened. I'm like, I messed up somehow. And I'm so tempted to, uh, to be like, you know, discouraged or brood. And then somebody makes me laugh about it, you know, and I can laugh at myself. And it's so 
funny yeah and it's actually like ah this is this is no longer this is not an obstacle anymore it's a stepping stone because it's brought me to a place of joy Mm -hmm. and it's hysterical it also i mean it requires a humility actually to see Mm -hmm. to see in truth Mm -hmm. um which is freeing which is a fortress right Uh, humility is often said to be the the foundation of all the virtues right knowing who we are before god um and it also gives us this this strength to uh not yeah not fall into the belief that i'm I am my weaknesses or I am my mistakes or I am my failures. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I, I am a son or daughter of God and I can rest in that. And humor is kind of, it's, it's rooted in this confidence that I am loved. I am loved and I am good. Um, and so much so that I can laugh even when I mess up or even, you know, something funny happens. I, I can laugh. Uh, I don't have to be so kind of stiff and in myself that I, I, I'm not malleable enough to, to be moved by these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think one great, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, one great person, author I've seen this in is uh, James Harriet, actually. He is incredible. He's sister. funny. I, I mentioned him before, but he, um, he was a, a vet in the 19, like 20s, 30s in England. He was from Scotland, but he wrote all these books, uh, All Creatures Great and Small which is now a, a new TV series as well. But what I really, really, really love about his writing is that he has this incredible capacity to to write, and it's all true stories, and to see the funniness in others' behavior or their quirks or the, their idiosyncrasies and to write about them and their hysterical stories, like you're laughing so hard. But he does it with such reverence that he's mm. not degrading them or or uh, demeaning them in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually is just seeing the, the the beauty of the humor in them and actually seeing the beauty in their persons. Um, and that humor actually enhances that. Mm. It, it is, I, it's hard to fully describe it, but I encourage you to read them because they're, they're masterpieces. Amen, sister. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Or even too, um, I happened upon a, a quote from uh, someone who was trying to sketch, you know, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI's profile, right? And um, so did a few interviews with him. And as he got to know uh, Benedict, um, really landed on, this is Andrea Monda is his name. And he wrote this in uh, 2012, uh, that what captured, he thought, uh, this, this great Pope was his humility and his humor hmm. and how connected those two are. That when you really got to know this man, uh, there was a levity mm-hmm. uh, actually to the way that he could engage life. And here we're talking about incredible theologian, mm-hmm. writes in crystal, you know, he can just, just see, um, yeah. see the spiritual world with such truth and depth and has this great capacity to, to wonder at mm-hmm. the mystery of God. And I think this is part of his secret um, and Chesterton would actually say that joy is the gigantic secret of the Christian. Um, but returning to this, he had a beautiful quote, Andrea Monda, and this is what he said. They are the two words, he said, humility and humor, that find in hummus, earth, a common etymological root. The one who is earth, who does not become arrogant, is at the same time humble and endowed with humor, because he realizes that there is a world greater than his own ego and beyond this world, someone even greater. Humility and humor are the secret of life above all for a Christian, and they are two traits that place in the highest ranks the man, Benedict XVI, no less than his work. And mm. I think this is high praise, totally. right? And this is, uh, I think, 
what the Christian life uh, invites us to, mm-hmm. to claim and to live deep within. And I think humility, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we're kind of talking about how do we, um, our third point, kind of step into this world, right? Like, because it can be so easy, mm-hmm. right, to fall into the the negatron mode or like the no mode mm-hmm. or the yeah grumpy pants hey we're all guilty of it and it's it's just it's it's like waiting for us right mm-hmm. i all i have to do is turn to it and it can pull me right into this tumbleweed that hey I, it's no fun being there mm-hmm. actually and again being humbly real with life and yes we want to feel our whole emotional world but we're talking about like when we get stuck or when yeah. we're just we're kind of just right how do we set ourselves to step into this gift that mm-hmm. God has offered us and gives us and wants to hold out to us? And Because I think humility is the starting place. Mm-hmm. But what are some other practical ways to go about cultivating a healthy sense of humor mm-hmm. about life? It's mm-hmm. a great question. I think my first immediate thought would be to actually kind of expose yourself to, to literature um, good literature, I mean, good stand-up comedy, but things that actually just draw you out of yourself and and let you see the world in a new way and laugh. Like I, I stumbled upon this quote from G.K. Chesterton, who I actually would recommend if, to read any of his stuff. He's incredibly funny and incredibly profound. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's this quote I came across, which I don't know why it just tickles me so much, but <clears throat> he, said, he said, lying in bed would be an altogether perfect and supreme experience if only one had a colored pencil long enough to draw on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this guy? I I don't know. But you know, it's just like things like that that just kind of like, oh, I never thought about that in my whole life. And it's funny, you know? Um, Or he has another one. He said, I've searched all the parks in all the cities and found no statues of committees. Right, like just a, a fun poke at our, our mm-hmm. tendency to, to mm-hmm. form ourselves into committees all the time. Let's make another committee. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, but actually to find these people who have a particular gift for humor and actually to let it open us up uh, to God, to shape us, you know? Like Another one, like a convent favorite, actually. Um, there's a comedian. I don't only know some of his work, but his name is Brian Regan. He's so funny. But what what is it? He's very clean. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's just looking at the normal events of daily life and pointing out how funny they are. Like just an example, like the ironing board, you know, he, he describes it, which I've been like, Oh my gosh, why didn't I ever think of this before? But Mm -hmm. you're taking a a small plank, um, suspended on two, um, stilts connected by, uh, like a screw that's never oiled. So it always (laughs) squeaks when you open it. And then you put something really hot and heavy on this thing that's very, unstable yes and it's like you know what is that a good idea it's so (laughs) but it's and the way that he talks about it you're dying laughing it's so funny dying laughing it's so funny but it's like it's like a whole new lens on life actually so my i guess my recommendation would be um yeah find some really good clean but true humor Mm -hmm. that actually is going to open your open your eyes to life but also it, it really does draw you to god actually because it it opens your wonder and it kind of helps you kind of pull out. We all have like our, our many crises in life, you know, in our daily life. And it kind of pulls you out mm-hmm. uh, to a, a bigger view, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome, sister. I think other just ways to cultivate, because yes, it's like, what do I expose myself to? 
it's um, trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I think to be childlike, trust is that disposition that can allow us to simply rest in the reality that the Father's got it. Mm-hmm. Like, there is someone bigger than me. There mm-hmm. is someone who is with me in this mess. Um, you know, in Him, in Jesus, if I if I stay with Him, good can come and will come. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of gives a little perspective because I know when I'm most tempted to become a negatron, it's because I'm taking myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving life an inch. Um, I'm not trusting that anyone else uh, can help me or will help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like driving. Like mm-hmm. I'm just driving down the highway at way faster than I need to be in the adventure of life. And, and that actually can if something is out of place or goes not the way you think it will all of a sudden you are a pretzel inside Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think trust is so important um not taking ourselves too seriously and and that is it's not to say be a goofball and and disengage no it's actually go deeper Mm -hmm. be self-possessed Give life an inch. Take miracle minutes. I also think that's so important. Yeah. In the midst of your working, in the midst of any given day, um, when you're starting to be aware that you're getting a little too locked in mm-hmm. or sunk deep into something, you know, you're losing perspective. Take a miracle minute, right? Um, I know for us as sisters, uh, we have what we call tea time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the bell rings and it's important. We gather, we stop, we look at each other, we have conversation, we joke about what happened that morning. Uh, you know, we answered the phone and we answered it, you know, wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or something awkward happened when someone came to the door or hey, someone just donated 40 pounds of onions. What are we going to do with these things? You know what I mean? <laughs> they did. And, and, and these are true stories. They are. Um, I, I think taking a break, mm-hmm. you know, and actually helps you work better, mm-hmm. helps you work with greater perspective. Totally. Um, and, and relationships, you know, yeah. um, it melts stress. It really does. It really does. That's amazing. It's just, it's so true. So maybe, um, as we wrap up here before we go, do you have any challenges? I have two challenges. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. The first is, is actually with scripture. Um, to pray with the mystery of the visitation. Mm. And again, this incredible moment uh, in which as Mary approached Elizabeth, bring, and again, Mary carrying the Christ child, um, this little one mm. uh, moved, you know, the little one in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, um, to such an extent that, um, yeah, moved with joy mm. at the presence of Jesus, right? And just to pray with this passage, uh, to pray and ask for the grace to be aware of Christ's presence mm-hmm. in your own life. Um, the way that friends, family bring joy to you, right? And it might be their quirks mm-hmm. that are just so funny, right? Like I think half my childhood was spent telling dad stories. You know, <laughs> the crazy things he was inventing, the crazy ways he was going about fixing up the house, the new invention he had to do something a little um, better, mm-hmm. right? Which at the end of the day was ugly and <laughs> <laughs> didn't work all that great, but he, he made a great effort at it. And we loved telling these stories. We would roar and howl, right? Mm-hmm. And mostly it was the quirks of the, the people that we live with, the people we're entrusted to. So to pray with this passage just to ask for that grace to notice mm. that that hidden presence of Christ mm. in your relationships, in the people around you, in the workplace. And ask for the grace to, yes, let the Holy Spirit move your heart with joy. Mm. 
The other thing is a bit more mundane is, you know, Google something like um, the most interesting creatures in nature. I love that. Okay. And just like take a look. Take a look. I'm sure what's going to come up are crazy things like the weird fish they find at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be like, just marvel. Like Mm -hmm. God created that. Yeah. Or like the blowfish. Like this thing puffs up and looks all ridiculous. Like how could God not have a sense of humor? So just looking at creation a little bit and uh, letting it draw you into this mystery. I love that. Of God's mirth. The star-nosed mole is my favorite. Right? Yeah, it's great. (laughs) The creativity. (laughs) It's amazing. How about you, sister? Um, You know what I would say is just ask God for the gift of the Easter laugh. That's great. So whatever, doesn't matter what liturgical season you're listening to this in, um, there is actually this legit tradition Mm -hmm. uh, in the church of the Easter laugh, Mm -hmm. which is kind of this, it's a gift from the Lord, but participating in the joy of the resurrection and actually like it just being a gift from God. And so just asking him, Lord, give me the Easter laugh. That's awesome, sister. Um, I want it. And trusting that he will. And it will come probably in an unexpected way, but Amen. but true, true uh, laughter from him. That's beautiful, sister. So, yeah. Should we close with a prayer? Let's do it, sister. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you for the gift of joy, the joy that we have in your son, Jesus, and the victory that he's won on the cross. We thank you for the gift of laughter. We thank you for the gift of a sense of humor. We pray to use this gift uh, to lift our hearts, to strengthen our hearts, to follow you with greater love and courage and fidelity. And we welcome a double portion of your Holy Spirit in and through this day that the Holy Spirit might open our hearts even more deeply and broadly to this great gift that you have given. We thank you, Father, and we simply say glory be to the Father, to the the Son, Son, and and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. God bless and keep all of you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.